0: Hi, everybody. Wow. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pilot On.
1: Mm-hmm. We got
0: different mic stands a little bit, so I'm kind of crouching. Uh, if you're
1: watching this, and a reminder to those that don't watch it, you can watch this. You
0: can watch it, and to those who don't listen, you can listen. Uh, you've got the volume uh, yeah. sounding okay? Mm-hmm. I think this is okay. Yeah. I think it'll be all right. Uh, welcome to Pilot On. This is a very special episode that we have for you guys because we're How switching things up. How special is it? So spe- what's what am I supposed to say? I don't know. Real special.
1: Yeah. Great. All right. Delivered.
0: Uh perfect. Thanks
1: to the USPS service.
0: So we uh our boys in blue. Um mm-hmm. uh, some of the girls too. But uh mm-hmm. we uh we've been doing a podcast all quarantine on and off where we talk about reality shows that we've been watching. Which mm-hmm. We're still going to do a little bit. We're going to let you know all the fun shenanigans these kids are up to. They talking can't about.
1: stop being real.
0: Bennett is the best still. He's Ugh. the he's a warrior in the reality he's a, TV. Uh, a
1: truly a soft little baby boy warrior.
0: But He's a little miniature John Green. Yeah,
1: he really is. I, once I've noticed that I can't. I can't not see it every time he talks.
0: Uh, yeah yeah he's a mix of John Green and a guy uh, I knew from high school, which is pretty much Fun. That's a good mix. Yeah, yeah
1: that sounds great. He sounds lovely
0: Well we uh, we asked you guys on an Instagram story to email us at yeah. the pilot podcast at gmail.com email address any kind of questions tales, advice things stories that you might have mm-hmm. and we uh, we're gonna go through and read I've I've
1: well why did we do this?
0: Um, Because I think here's, (laughs) yeah, great question.
1: Just to give some context, this podcast has been very fun, but it's very loose. It's like your favorite cast member from Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Fun and loose. Wow. Yeah, that's a movie that we should watch. Uh, But that said, we wanted to give it a little bit more depth or structure or substance, and so we thought we're perfect human beings, and the only way that we can give back right now is bestowing our perfect uh, experiences in the form of advice for those that need and want and desire to be as perfect as we are.
0: Yeah, we we watch a lot of reality TV, and then we'll be like, we know best. We know. (laughs) Like everyone
1: else. That's the whole reason you watch reality television, is that it provides you some perspective to realize how perfect you Uh are Uh and how much you could coach those strangers into a a perfect scenario. Yes.
0: So we were like, what if we did that to our actual audience? To you you guys guys,
1: who didn't ask for it and don't need it. Don't need it. (laughs) Uh,
0: And and we're not uh, professionals and of course don't take any of this Mm. advice unless it resonates with you and you like it. But you guys uh, emailed and you said very sweet things. That's Um, nice. I
1: I haven't looked at any of them yet. Yeah,
0: so that's kind of also how we're going to try doing it next week, Grace. We'll go through the Mm -hmm. um which i imagine there'll be way more submissions but please you know give us the give us the the details give us the stories that are fun to read as well as to respond to um i found one that a few that we're going to dive into some are short some are a little bit longer and then next week grace will choose and we'll go from there grace has not read any of these
1: i've not read any of these um i will be hearing them for the first time i will be um, advising at first sight Basically. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to email us, pilotonpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. I recommend, because I'm not the most voracious reader that you title your email something eye-catching yep. and straight to the point. And they're just, that, you they're know. already doing it. They're, Okay, great. A great, lot great, of them great. are doing it. And Wonderful.
0: Also, just, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I wasn't going to mention people's names. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. Absolutely not. Great. and uh, So you don't have to worry M- and about that. Anonymity. Yeah, Eminemity. Well, how about we, we'll do a fun thing. We'll change the name of the people to something. So this will be Goobercorn is the first person.
1: OK, so we're going to start with advice, and then we'll talk about TV at the end. Or
0: do you want to talk about TV now? Well, no, we
1: can talk about TV later. We'll warm up with advice. It might not always be this way, but yeah, let's do it. it you're you're prepped is. and ready. I so know let's I got go. excited. You drunk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having too much of this water.
0: You get, you get all jammed out. I'm excited.
1: With... I'm excited to give advice. I
0: mean, we could talk about Bennett a little bit, but. We
1: could talk about talking about it. <laughs>
0: That's basically it. OK, let's dive in. We'll interspice it. How about we try to relate it as we go? All right. Yeah. Dear Grace and Elliot. This is what Goobercorn says. Goobercorn okay. says, dear Grace and Elliot, I have a bit of an odd, somewhat minor issue. Mm-hmm. I'm really sure, uh, the issue I'm not really sure what to think about or how to tackle. OK. Since the pandemic started, my husband and I have began to def- befriend some of our neighbors. Oh,
1: wow. That's very dangerous territory already. And how bold of you.
0: We often spend our nights out in the lawn, drinking and socializing together. Lovely. It's been really great for our mental health. Lovely. However, my husband has become close with one of the neighbors in particular. Oh, they no. are both straight males. Okay. Nothing fishy going on. They've just become really great friends. Okay. But now it has become a daily thing of them hanging out. They both have... <laughs> relatively flexible work schedules as do i so they're able to go and play mini golf or something in the middle of the day if they so choose if they're not out they often spend minimally an hour if not several more a day together outside on the deck chatting and smoking
1: this is his husband and the neighbors.
0: and the neighbor their new just best the neighbors friends. okay now i'm really happy for my husband he doesn't have a ton of friends.
1: I don't know if that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a ton of friends, and the ones he does have aren't the nicest to him. Okay. I can see that he is so excited to have a friend who genuinely likes him. He will sometimes text him throughout the day, and his face will light up. Aww. This is, like, the sweetest thing.
1: Okay, what's uh? I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop.
0: Uh-huh. All that being said... I want to kill... No, he doesn't say it. All that being said, I guess it feels a bit weird for me. Like, is it normal to be married in your 30s and hang out with your best friend every day? I guess you could say I'm starting to feel ignored. I'll sometimes try to insert myself and hang out with them, but I just feel like the third wheel, so I leave them be. We're normally great at communicating our feelings to each other, but I feel guilty slash conflicted about this one because, as I said, he has never had a ton of friends, so I can see that he's excited, and I don't want to take that away from him. Maybe I'm overthinking this as an issue. Any thoughts would be appreciated. I've been fans of you both for an incredibly long time. Uh-huh. Hope you're both staying sane in this crazy time. Best of luck in your future Scrabble games. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, you mentioned that. Goobercorn. Thanks so much for your time, Goobercorn. Uh,
1: Very sweet. Wonderful, right? Thank you for that email. Yeah, lovely. What a lovely and also a non problem problem. Yeah. I, that's my first reaction. My first reaction is this is incredibly sweet because you're jealous. And I get it 100% because we've been living in a pandemic where if you like your significant other, you've learned to really like your significant other and borderline codepend on your significant other physically and emotionally.
0: You want to be specific, Grace? Uh, (laughs) I don't know.
1: Maybe that's happening to people out there. I don't know. If you think it is, I think it is. (laughs) But that said, there's probably Uh, you've conditioned yourself to be this person's person and vice versa. And so when your person starts hanging out with other people, your person gets a little sad and lonely and feeling left out when, if this were normal world conditions, this would probably be way easier to swallow a a situation that would purely be good Mm -hmm. for your husband to go make friends that aren't pieces of shit, mm-hmm. uh, that are interesting, and to let him have that for him. Yeah. But because he's yours, and you're in the pandemic. And what about me? Yeah, what about me? It's
0: so sweet. It's also, awesome.
1: I'm assuming if you if you're saying that your husband doesn't have many friends, my assumption is that you do.
0: I mean, it sounds like definitely a comparative thing. I think, in my experience, guys tend to have fewer friends than girls do you're kind of you have a few friends
1: i have very a very small group of friends but i also think that i don't know that that's gender specific
0: well of course there's outliers but i feel like guys especially in their 30s tend to be like i when i read this the fact that he's got friends that are mean to him is crappy but also like not i don't think it's atypical like i I think it's very common because when you're that age you're like in this weird place of still being kind of young. So you have these friends that you've kind of carried over into your 30s. And some of them are, you know, you change as people. And if you don't change your friends, then they're going to only see you in that little snapshot snapshot thing. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? And then you make, go make new friends, and they. Then I imagine what's happening for him is he does feel seen yeah. by this neighbor, and he's like and excited, it's like, like it's, it's very pure.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, addictive when someone treats you like a friend, treats you like an equal, and shows interest in you, and isn't mean or taking advantage of you. Then of course that attention and that energy, you, your husband's probably responding to because it's like a dopamine or you know serotonin that it's like these are good feelings i'm getting someone thinks i'm interesting Mm -hmm. and i know from a very like as an insecure human being that if someone that i think is cool takes interest in me i'm like obsessed with that person then um but i think it's really great and it, it is interesting that you're having a hard time communicating these feelings i think you it's probably because it can be a little embarrassing to be like I don't I mean we're good and like I think it's so cool that you're making friends and I don't really fit in and so I feel a little insecure or less than and so admitting that adds to it but I think that you guys could push right through this in a great way by being like hi husband. This is really, I feel like a dork, but I'm jealous of you hanging out with these new friends. I don't want you to stop doing it. I just need to tell you that I feel a little jealous. And if we could carve out more specific time for us where I get my needs met by you and then you can go hang out with your friends. I also just need you to tell me that I'm number one. And then you can go play with your friends, yeah. like
0: if you still like me, right?
1: Right, I'm still number one. I'm still your right? am best best friend. I'm not getting slowly pushed out, right? Like I also,
0: if I was this guy and I and I heard this email, I would be like, hold on. I went from in this pandemic having friends who were kind of jerks to me, uh-huh. to not only meeting our cool neighbors and getting to like have fun, smoke, drink, do yeah. whatever you're doing. I also mini, golf and, smoking. mini golf and like smoking like a couple I mean, of dudes it's like the quintessential yeah it's what that's you do. what
1: all teenage boys think adulthood is mini golf in the middle of the day yep. and smoking on the porch
0: yep. <laughs> and sitting in lawn chairs yeah. uh but i would if i read this or if like you read it to your partner i'd be like not only did i get a new best friend I re- i've found my worth in realizing that my other friends are mean mm-hmm. to me but also my wife Thinks I'm so cool that she wants to hang out with me. Oh, more. is this a husband or a wife? Uh, husband and wife, I think. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: I thought this was two men that were married because you gave a name that sounded. I guess I gendered your fake name, so I thought it was two. I thought it was a set of husbands that met their neighbors that are two guys. No. Oh, okay. I mean, Huber-corn doesn't. Ubercorn
0: is a female.
1: Doesn't change my answer. Still, is yeah, that you feel a little thing. insecure, but uh, like. Yeah, as long as I know for myself, I just need to know that like I'm still number one. Mm-hmm. I'm still your best friend. You
0: take that well. I would take that well. I'd be like, yeah, heck yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd Great. be like, oh, you you want me to? Oh, I must be the most popular kid in school right yep. now.
0: <laughs> it's so cute. It's wonderful. So, what do you have any more thoughts on that? I think
1: no. I think that it's gonna. It, I. Uh, or, or, uh, eh. Sorry, my only thoughts are just malfunctioning. I think it's going to be a little uncomfortable and you have to eat a little humble pie to be able to say that I'm a little jealous jealous of this. And I don't, I didn't, I'm, I'm not forcing these feelings. They're just here. Um, And it's only going to be good because you're basically admitting that you want to see your husband more, which in these times, whew, you guys could one meet your neighbors and they could be fucking awful. And you're in the same proximity as them. And then two, you could love and wish that your husband hung out more with them and got out of your hair so Uh you're this is a win-win problem i think yeah your husband's cool making good friends and you love your husband so much that you get a little jealous when he hangs out with his cool new friends
0: i love too that there's no mention of the uh other wife and that's the neighbor wife they're like they're couple friends, which is another thing. It's hard to find couple friends where both of the uh, partners are like, you know, it's a group of four. And it's hard for the oh. guy to like the guy and the girl like the girl.
1: It's do you turn. Is, alter- is, I is this it the was, goobercorn thing? I thought it was two guys that were their neighbors. No, it's a, uh-uh. Oh, because I, I, thought they, so. I thought they were all gay from the beginning. So I thought it was a group of That's our new men. title of the
0: podcast. <laughs> gay from the beginning. No,
1: I thought it was two guy neighbors that your husband met.
0: Well, let's ju- let's go back to the record.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sure. I have a, tr- I have trouble reading, comp- like, hearing things and, and retaining them. Some of so our we'll neighbors, see how this system works for us in the future. I need to, like, look no, at it and read it. Yeah, <laughs> there's
0: no clarification. It doesn't uh, – I kind of like you not – I kind of like – you beat a But wait,
1: so it doesn't tell you if there's – I thought it was two guys that were their neighbors.
0: Since the pandemic started, my husband and I began to befriend some of our neighbors. We don't know if that means the same house or mm. it could be neighbors from all over. We often spend our nights out in the lawn drinking and socializing together. It sounds like two couples to me. It's been really. How does that sound like two health. couples? I just imagined it, and there it <laughs> see, is. We're
1: filling in the blanks when yeah. there's not enough detail. <laughs> I even see it in my plenty. mind, it doesn't it still doesn't change what I uh no. what I would advise?
0: Yeah, I hope the majority of these are just you trying to figure out.
1: <laughs> it's just and now I have ten thousand follow-up questions before I give advice for everyone.
0: I think that it's two couples, but maybe it's just a single. Guy well, they're playing mini golf during a,
1: the day. I thought it was like two bro dudes that they lived next to that he was getting along with. Uh,
0: I don't know where you got. I don't know where you got that. I, I don't mean, know either. I don't know. I assume it's anyway the nuclear.
1: Mini golf during the day? I didn't even know mini golf courses were open. That's my other, that's the only piece of information I did remember is mini golf during the day. Uh,
0: yeah, we should do, we'll, have we had any, we've had jealous conversations about me hanging out or you hanging out where I, we, you'll, we, I'll, you'll, I, we, I'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll go. I think uh, like yesterday, you were a little upset that you were gonna hold off on watching Married at First Sight Australia. I'm not oh, trying to throw you. Oh, as a joke,
1: yeah, we haven't watched Married at First Sight Australia because you went and hung out with a couple friends last night. What's up? Which was nice to have space, but then after a few hours goes by, it's like, okay, ready for you to come home and hang out.
0: Yeah, and I scared the crap out of you. And yeah, you, you did. You'd you come, come home too like quietly. A little, you look like
1: <laughs> I was watching Glow Up season two. Highly recommend on Netflix. In my final form as a glowworm in bed, just high as a kite having the best moment ever and then you walked in through the shadows and scared the shit out of me. yeah you
0: were uh your blank the blanket was up to like up to my
1: nose (laughs) i was in my little nighttime cocoon i was ready to burst into a butterfly this morning and it was disrupted my metaphor my metamorphosis was just metaphorical metamorphosis (laughs) what's the next question well
0: we're gonna go a little darker now you ready for a little darker
1: um ready for the next one
0: this is from a female
1: Okay, <laughs> got it.
0: <laughs> oh, hi. So, everyone knows 2020 is the year that just gets worse. And let me tell you, girl, for me, that is no lie. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a year when really you feel guilty complaining about things in your life that don't have to do with all the racial injustices and other various topics hitting the news headlines. Isn't that interesting? That's a whole topic. Mm. Last 2020 continues to do me dirty. Basically, I've been already in a situ- si- shit situation because I took a job relocation offer and moved three hours away from my family and friends. Man, I had been finally getting somewhere with after literal years of jumping around the idea of us being something. We actually continued to see each other long distance. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Back up. Sorry, I'm already losing information of this. What happened? I'll slow down. Yeah, they, they were in a relationship and they accepted a job offer away from family and friends?
0: She uh, on her own did that. And then a man that she had been finally getting somewhere with after literal years okay. of jumping around the idea of them, uh, us being something. Uh-huh. We actually, they continued to see each other long distance, but mm-hmm. that came to a screeching halt thanks to COVID. So okay. she took a relocation job. She moves three hours away from her family, and uh-huh. then she's like, they're see- she's finally seen this guy. They've Seeing been dancing a guy that's
1: it. back where her family's from?
0: I, I believe so, because okay. that would have made it then long distance. Um, so here's, so we we actually continued to see each other long distance, but that came to a screeching halt thanks to COVID. Clearly, things have cooled the F down with that, and now I'm moving back home in two days. Wow. Things seem to be over with him. Oh, and uh, my work life. Two-year contract is ending and actually thankful for this, because it was a toxic work environment for me. Great, Because my bosses turned out to be pretty horrible people, mm-hmm. and literally said my work-related injury to my hand slash forearm was due to my obesity. <sighs> Going so far as to include that in official documents sent into the W for my claim, uh, WSIB. So, yes, I'm 36 years old, single, soon to be jobless, and moving into my parents' basement in two days. What the actual F do I do? Emoji, 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 emoji. Great emoji uses. Any idea or advice or general acknowledgement uh, would be a GD delight. So, cool.
1: Wow. Okay. First of all, um, When I hear someone moving into a basement, having a bad time, I refer you directly and aggressively to Michael Buckley, who is thriving in his best life. If you don't know him, he's OG YouTuber, now a wonderful life coach, and he was married for years and years and years, lived in a beautiful giant house in Connecticut. He got a divorce a few years ago, sold all of his possessions and his house, and now lives in his twin sister's basement in Denver and is truly living his best life life, yep. fullest form, talk about metamorphosis. He is thriving. So I think the cliche of living in your parents' basement it can be broken, it can be completely changed and redefined.
0: We're living in different times now.
1: Yeah, we're living in Preparison. times where you have to be resourceful and you have to be smart. And I think living within your means and living in a situation that allows you to save your money financially is an incredibly smart thing for you to do. So, pat yourself on the back for being a GD grown up right now and taking all of the necessary responsibilities that you can take.
0: Yeah, you're doing what you gotta do. Yeah. Well, you do what you gotta do.
1: And congratulations Wait. on even though it was uh, not what seemed like an appropriate way for it to happen, but you got out of working with toxic bosses. Bye bye. See ya. So even if the universe separated you in a messy way, at least the separation has happened.
0: Yes, it's done. It's final. It's gonna be well, it's soon to be final. Uh, Similar to how Grace will point you to Michael Buckley, I will point you to uh, Bill Burr, Mm. um, the Michael Buckley of stand-up comedians. Stand-up
1: comedian. You might know him from The Mandalorian
0: (laughs) and Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) That one episode of The (laughs) Mandalorian. uh bill burr says realize that sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing you know what's worse sleeping in a king bed next to a wife you're not really in love with but for some reason you married, and you got a couple kids and you got a job you hate you'll be laying there fantasizing about sleeping on a futon there's no risk when you go after a dream there's a tremendous amount of risk in playing it safe i don't know that you're necessarily great job bill I don't know that you're necessarily going after a dream, but my goodness, imagine if none of that had happened. You're still at that crappy job getting injured, then blaming Ugh. it on whatever the F, then publicly putting it out there. and You know you're not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. that. If you're dancing around issues with this guy and it seems to be final and he's not, well, in, he's not into it, you're not into it, done.
1: If you're not into it, great. But also if you're going back yeah, home yeah. and you're kind of into it and now the distance thing is no longer a problem or an obstacle, it's worth exploring but also if that guy sucks he sucks it seems to be the theme is cut it out of your life use your parents basement as a little incubation chamber for the next best version of yourself the cool thing is right now that i try to remind myself whenever i feel down on a regular basis about you know (laughs) stifled creativity or lack of productivity is that The whole world is doing this right now. It's not like the world is progressing and you're left behind. We're all kind of in this stuck spot right now, so no one's leaping forward. So take this time to your advantage and recharge your batteries, rethink your life uh, journey or goals or paths, and uh, and get to work.
0: Isn't it amazing, too, though? And this is not – I don't mean to be like the – I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but it is those days when you feel worthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know.
1: You can't really... You just gotta go with it. <laughs> you can feel You can feel obviously terrible about the state of the world and, and the different ways it's affecting all of us, but I have this huge... I get very stressed out, very anxious uh, when I feel left behind. Mm-hmm. Like, even at conventions for things, if everyone's checked out of the hotel before me, I start panicking. Like, I hate like physical and metaphorical feeling of being left behind and so right now
0: oh i would wait no
1: one's charging forward so that feeling i anytime it comes up i have to remind myself like you're exactly where you need to be yeah as long as you keep doing a little bit every day the things that you want to do and not just let yourself wallow in your in your pity bed yep then you'll be okay and i think Take this as a, a, a blessing in a way. It's easier said than done. But make that basement look super cute. Get some cute DIYs. Go on your Instagram Explore page. Set yourself up for success. If you're going to be in your parents' basement, make it an environment that you love.
0: And I would add, and you don't have to take this advice at all, this yeah. might be horrible advice. Great. But I think you should do everything that Grace just said. But right before that, you should go into that basement, sit down, look around. And allow.
1: With a black light.
0: With a black light. <laughs> yeah. Check everything. Uh, allow the feeling of all the bad feelings mm. to just wreck you.
1: Get a good cry. Good here. Cry. Oh, do a little. You know they have new moon ceremonies where you set uh, intentions and you release. No. Uh, well, the, uh, they do. Uh, what? You you set intentions. Oh, new like new moon. You set intentions or that you burn old like um, things that weren't serving you. Um, Do a little ceremony for yourself. Go down there, put some Adele or whatever makes you cry on and just sort of indulge in Mm -hmm. all the bad that you feel like Elliot said. Uh, Maybe write down some things that you are feelings that you constantly feel that are negative and toxic for you. Burn them safely or throw them away that's nice yeah get them out of there but write them down because they're in your head get them out of there and then write some things that like uh like even buck says this is very cheesy and cliche but it's like how can i like and love myself more today which when you actually do that and this is coming from a girl that loves sarcasm and like woo woo stuff makes me cringe a little bit when you really do that
0: it it can do
1: something for you there's something to that self-help woo woo bullshit
0: I know there must be because also get some sage, boy.
1: sage the room. A brand new, fresh day. Have a whole like uh, piss in the corner. <laughs> p- yeah, claim your territory. <laughs> there's all. So, there's so many uh, piss
0: the bed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's so
1: many options. Yeah. I think it's. I feel like we're all. I have lots of friends that have moved home or move to situations that serve them better in these weird times. And so I don't think there's any shame in it. I think we all have to go. Shame is such an obvious feeling to have. What would be cooler is not feeling that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. That was beautiful. I think this, I'm excited for this person. I think this is a great new start for you, even though it it's a be. clunky way to get there.
0: And you know what? I've had to, uh, at times, ask uh, for help. And yeah, you, uh, y- it hurts. It hurts as a adult to do, but uh, man, sometimes it's the best thing because you. Because you it have to and,
1: admit that you're not perfect,
0: right? And then you learn. It's all you know. All of the things. Isn't that funny? All the little cliches. They're all right. Ra- they are They're all ra-
1: cliches for a reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Listen. OK. I'm not going to say the name of this person, but I'm 100% going to say the name of their dog. OK. Uh, this will call. This is a female.
1: OK. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't know that for sure. Like, uh, go ahead.
0: Hey, guys. So I've had my dog, mm-hmm. Chewbacca,
1: Mhm.
0: for about three years. He's a Yorkie poo, and he's very much a people pup rather than a doggy pup. Uh-huh. Chewy has been living his best life with me and my husband being at home quarantining. However, we both have to go back to work soon. Tragic, I know. Uh-huh. I'm writing because we're thinking about getting another dog so Chewy will have a friend. Mm. Is this a good idea? What if they hate each other? Or even worse, what if they like each other more than they like me? And <laughs> advice helps, even if it's dumb. But real quick. Oh, that picture! Come on, we gotta, put, we gotta put it on the screen. But just in case, those Chewbacca little preview. Chewbacca,
1: it's gonna love Chewbacca. is gonna get along with anything that comes in its path.
0: Chewbacca is one of those dogs I would yell at
1: because out it's of too my car. Cute.
0: I will go, it's hey! Ill-
1: illegal to be that cute. He's
0: committing some crimes. Uh-huh. Uh. What do you think about this one, Grace? I
1: mean, you studied zoology and worked in um, I veterinary. Do a, I do have
0: an honest I have a answer. I have non-charming answer. I
1: defer to you.
0: Yeah, definitely get another dog, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will get along and they will actually help train each other. And yeah, your dog's probably gotten hyper codependent on you guys since oh. quarantine. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be an adjustment for everybody, but a new dog will distract them. And dogs are so quick to adjust to new environments and mm-hmm. to new things. Um, that Chewie will do I mean, look at that face. That's Oh, a my face God. And when you
1: get two of them, I think the whole he's going to love the other dog more than me is going to go out the window immediately because you're going to have double trouble. You're yep. going to have two little things. What if the new Uh-oh. dog loves you more than it loves Chewbacca? Ever exactly. thought about that wonderful problem that you might come across? No,
0: you didn't because you're selfish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little guy, I think you can only bring more joy into your life with another one. And, yeah, like you said, it's a – Opportunity for the dog to have a a friend when you guys leave it, and so it doesn't have to experience the trauma. Yeah, Uh, that's great. Oh, how I just wanted you to
0: show. I wanted to show you Chewy. A photo
1: of a dog. I love it. That's very cute.
0: All right, we're gonna end on one more, and then we call it a quits.
1: Well, then we gotta talk about the thing that we started this whole podcast about. Or do you just not? Is this a passive aggressive way of you not wanting to talk? As long as you,
0: I do want to talk because I feel like I just don't really remember. Uh, yeah i'll have to remember so, the episode yeah um we'll blow through this one and we're going to talk about uh oh yeah we, we we're definitely going to talk about those those uh, well
1: we're, those we're running we're burning the uh, minutes here we're at a half hour already
0: all right this is a quick one okay um this is from a female
1: you don't know that <laughs> right. okay uh
0: the title says it all the title says too many project can't finish one mm-hmm. hi elliot and grace longtime listener and fan of you both i'm horrible with starting projects and never finishing them and them seeing something else and and then seeing something else and starting something new again that I will most definitely not finish. How mm-hmm. can I get the motivation to tackle these projects? What does it say about me as a person that I can't finish these amazing projects and that I have so much you're support worthless. for you? are the worthless. <laughs> Piss in the corner. Uh, but the more support I get for him, the more anxious I am to work on it. Ah, Why can't I just start and finish? It would feel so good, I'm sure. Sincerely, all bang, no buck is what uh, this person signed
1: bang, up. All bang, no buck. Wow, uh, yeah, that's a fear of success, big time.
0: Yeah, and some people are, uh, Some people have shiny new object syndrome. I get that, yeah. so I, I can relate.
1: Yeah, um, I think if you have, I mean, it's very interesting that when people support you more in a project, you're more likely to abandon it. That is, that's, that's interesting. That's like a fear of success. It's your fear of disappointing people. And people can never be disappointed if they never have a final project to experience. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly skating by, which is fine, but clearly not if well, you're writing to these two dipshits about it.
0: I know you hit rock bottom. Uh,
1: uh, I think, yeah, this happens. You, I mean, you know, with me, you'll walk into the house and I'll have 17 different things started and none of them finished.
0: Yeah, but you're pretty good at you get it done.
1: Occasionally, accountability is huge. Is what I've learned uh, in my adult world uh, in general that for so many things accountability is huge especially projects so if there is someone that you trust um this might be worth trying if there's someone that you trust that won't judge you but will uh, gently encourage you that can hold you accountable for when you decide you're gonna finish a project that could be an option mm-hmm. of something to do um, I
0: zoned out. What did you say? <laughs> Great. What was the last I said part? that
1: like an accountability buddy. If there's someone yeah. that you trust that won't judge you, but instead like hold you gently accountable for finishing a project at a certain time that you've decided you want to finish it, then um, that's worth exploring.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with everything you're saying, Grace. I also wonder if at least I do this. I don't know if it's the same thing that this person's experiencing but i'll sometimes tell someone about an idea or a project and the support i get from them is sort of like enough it's yeah it's a fast food version of the satisfaction i get from actually doing it. it's like oh you like it okay cool um and then when it comes time to actually do it it's like oh if i don't do it then i can't be disappointed that it's that i can't disappoint Mm -hmm. them uh and plus who cares because they already know that i'm going to do it anyway so i'm not doing it for their approval anymore so it's kind of like a i would say there's a Benefit that I've learned and staying very silent about things that you're working on.
1: Oh keeping it close to the the vest Yeah,
0: so accountability is one thing but also just being like make a list for yourself See if you can do little things Mm -hmm. little step-by-step things and then when it's done then go get that support What do you want?
1: It's machines. Oh gosh. Um, I think I I also think finishing things is like uh, Conditioning yourself if you're someone that is a serial non finisher Obviously, you're really good at not finishing things. So you haven't challenged yourself to be good at finishing and you've probably told yourself that you're not good at finishing, but you don't know that. That's not true because you've never tried to do that. Yep. You keep doing the thing that you're good at, which is starting, but you haven't tried to do this other thing, which is finishing. And I think you could also, if you need to, cuz this is all like the discovering the best way in which you work you can uh give yourself the ground rules that you're not allowed to start another project until you finish one like one in one out like you can't you can have a reward system for yourself Mm -hmm. where if there's something you're so excited to do you're not allowed to do it unless you finish one thing i also think just the real basic stuff and i do this on a regular basis is write to-do lists down because the physical satisfaction i get from checking off something on my to-do list is so pure and simple and lovely uh like i'll put walk goose on my to-do list every day just so i have something that feels good to like check off that reinforces that i can check things off of a list and helps condition the idea that i can get things done Yep. That said, I will have the same thing on my to-do list for seven days straight. That would probably take me like 20 minutes to just sit down and do, and I won't do it. Yeah. And I don't really know for myself what exactly that is. There's all those memes about how like, if you did everything on your to-do list, you'd be done in an hour. And then what would you do if you didn't have the endless hours of constant anxiety about having to do something? Yeah. That's my problem. Is that I'm too conditioned to love the anxiety about potentially getting something done that I never get something done, yeah. and I gotta shake that off. I'm a grown-up.
0: It's the suffering. You enjoy the suffering. I
1: guess so. I some. I just know the feeling is so familiar, and finishing something is so unfamiliar, and we're all scared of things we don't know. So I uh, unconsciously avoid it. No, consciously avoid Fantos.
0: it. Santos, death drive.
1: Yeah, but um,
0: um yeah, I, that's a great answer, Grace. That was wonderful. Did
1: you zone out? No, I
0: no, <laughs> and I only zone out a little bit on that last one. <laughs> I liked it. You're a the lot. one
1: that wanted to do all this advice.
0: <laughs> I think it's fun, but also let I us know uh, what y'all think and feel free to change any names and give as many details as you want. Make it as fun uh, for everyone. To and enjoy. please don't
1: give us your genders. I don't want to put that out there as a thing. Or don't, Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you guys make the rules. Say whatever. This you is want. an Outback Steakhouse.
0: Uh, I love the the photo of the, the dog. I know still you're still about, stuck on
1: the dog photo. She
0: was just really good dog. um she was a good dog. Uh yeah, I think that's wonderful. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the I've been doing the to-do list thing. I put things not to do as well. I'll be oh, a that's checkbox that says don't junk food. Don't oh, eat junk yeah, food. Yeah, try not to eat junk food. After a certain And you're time doing a great day. job. Well I was talking to my friend's humble brag about this last night where I was like I do it's I in quarantine Mm -hmm. I've gotten into a habit, especially at night, a little bit of marijuana, and then the ice cream just ends up in my body. And I was like, I can't, apparently, you can't eat ice cream, like, constantly. So I've had to make a to-do list. And I've done okay with it. It's something that you learn. It's something that you learn.
1: Oh, just to add one more thing on that, I also think, because sometimes I don't finish projects, because there's a little bit of fear that when I finish it, it will be done. I don't have it in my world anymore. But that's not true because the satisfaction of having a complete project that you could show people or utilize whatever it might be as a project still keeps it in your world. I mm-hmm. think there's a little bit of like, if this is done, it goes away. That's mm-hmm. not true. If it's done, you get to enjoy it for exactly what you set out to make it for. Yep.
0: Yep. And you get to then go on to the next one that you have anxiety about.
1: Mm-hmm. The what next fun. Project. What fun. What fun.
0: Grace, how are you? What, what's going through your brain right now?
1: Well, do you want to talk about some merit of first sight, some maths, talking about anxiety and not finishing what you started? I think that's pretty uh, thematic of merit of first sight. Right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what happened on this episode. They're still on their honeymoon. And they all seem... Still in line with what we kind of have seen them as. Christina and Henry still feel like two animatronics that are malfunctioning.
0: You know what I think I realized. Speaking of anxiety and things that you have to do, uh, do on a to-do list, talking about Henry is not something I wanted. That's not a box I want to check off. Yeah. That man should not be on TV. They need Someone needs to fly in a helicopter and, and rescue him.
1: They're trying their best, but you can see that he is just counting down the hours until he gets to go back to the place that he's familiar with, home. That being in a new environment with a new person and a new uh, television show that you're part of, adapting is not, I don't think, Henry's strong suit.
0: When they go into quarantine, which they (gasps) do in this, I... Oh my god! He
1: might thrive. Like he, that might be where we see him in, if he, as his, his true self.
0: What if he like bursts into the living He's room wearing Phoenix. like fun clothes? <laughs>
1: yeah. He's risen from his ashes, and it's like his time to shine. He becomes the most dynamic and interesting reality show person that we've ever seen. It's
0: going to be like that TikTok that you showed me a million times of the Carly Rae Jepsen song with the guy oh, with the, the wigs, wigs yeah. flying off. It's mm-hmm. going to be like that.
1: Yeah, a little bit. They, but she also seems like she's. They're starting to hint and show that she's having some issues with production, like she's getting a little ornery when they're asking her to ask more questions and things like that. Um, It also just kind of sucked a little bit, this episode, that they did show her getting mad at production and they just like really pulled the curtain back and showed that production just feeds them questions when they're sitting at the table with each other would you know? which you know you assume but you hate want- to see it cause it hate- really takes the magic away it really does
0: cuz you can suspend your beliefs that some <sighs> actual human being in the middle of lunch would be like so do you have any fears about grow about having kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, you didn't. That's not how you start that conversation. But Ooh. they uh yeah, they're they're doing I, we, We'll see, I, but
1: they also talked about how she's on, she's never dated a guy that wasn't the aggressor. And mm-hmm. Henry's clearly not, so she's kind of and I get it. Like she's kind of pissed off that she's going to have to be the aggressor and that's not what she's into. Yeah. Um but she seems mm-hmm. like she's going to try. Mm. Oh, that sounds like a thinking groan.
0: Uh, I mm-hmm. think that they have they do this thing in reality TV where they distill the issue to a soundbite and mm-hmm. they then harp on that soundbite yeah. as a way of reducing what yeah. the gravity of the incompatibility of these two people into something that can be a through line and a story arc. Yeah. You get why they do it part of the thing. Mm-hmm. This is not an issue of this man not being an aggressor. This man is, he's not doing well, and he shouldn't be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> this is beyond aggressive. This is incompatibility, fundamental incompatibility. Well, he's also incompatible
1: display. with being nature. a person on a reality television show.
0: And <laughs> nature, and water. Yeah. And he the, and also, they're at this place, y'all. It's like a honeymoon place. But it's, it's like
1: it's, a full adult theme park resort, it feels like. Yeah, and it
0: looks awesome. I want to go very badly. It looks fun. But the things that they're doing are all in pools. Like, they look like they're 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 in oceans, but they're in pools. Or they'll do dune buggy things, but it's on a pre-made kind of track. So it's all... Built into the resort. Very smart for liability purposes. Yeah. Also very easy to navigate. Very easy. And also very, very easy to
1: shoot. They have they basically have like four setups Genius. at this hotel that they keep shooting within. That's why I'd be curious to see this hotel in person to see like, oh.
0: I looked it up, yeah.
1: There's only these four spots that they keep shooting in. I see.
0: Uh, it's you can get the whole pack. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't go. think
1: he's a go to Mexico for a honeymoon type of guy at all, TV show or not. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like, have a sensible dinner and watch a Netflix program for a honeymoon. Uh
0: (laughs) You know, can we, should we, yeah, what?
1: Okay, wait, what?
0: I was going to say, I just want to talk about how lovely, uh, what's her name is? Oh,
1: Woody and Amani. Yeah. Woody and Amani are great. Um, The only problem that they're having is one, they're getting a little in their heads, wondering why they're doing so well and what's going to happen to make it potentially go
0: bad. And she's just the. Funniest. Oh, she's the
1: loveliest. They struck gold by finding yeah. her. She's so. I love that she, her expressions and her reactions to the rest of the crew, because they have them like hang out with the other couples a lot, is just is so representative of the audience. Uh-huh. She's a real person and she's exactly herself all the time.
0: She got into my heart when it was an earlier, one of the early episodes, and her new husband is brushing his teeth really hard, and mm-hmm. she's like, that's how you brush your teeth, huh? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, it sounds devastating to your teeth.
1: <laughs> she's so funny. This I think she's fantastic. Devastating. I know. Uh, the other people that are also not surprisingly doing great are Bennett and Amelia. Yeah. They're doing wonderful. They're two little funky weirdos that they. you can tell the people that are Bothered by the shooting process already that it's like grading on them like Christina and Henry But Bennett and Amelia feel like they're very say yes kind of people yeah. obviously And so they're fun to watch because they're enjoying each other's company and totally fine with the filming process Oh yeah,
0: yes anding, performing, you yeah. can tell they probably have made friends with the production crew totally. so they're always like, What do you want? You want us to talk about? Okay, got yeah. it And Two, three, and then they do their little scenes. Yeah. It's great.
1: And then suddenly, he's in a dress, and he's going to bed. How, what's your thoughts on Brett right now? I figured it out. Oh, okay. Then we have Brett and Olivia. Uh, I figured Brett out. You figured Brett out. Okay. Yeah. Well, my I love Olivia. I think like Amani, she's just herself, and she's so Brett. lovely, and she's really fun to watch. And you, I root for her. And I was hoping maybe that like Brett was putting on this kind of sarcastic, showy facade and that he would be a little bit more real with her um but it doesn't really it seems like some there's some stress
0: he uh he falls back into it i think as a defense mechanism for sure because it happens he turns into the sarcastic guy a lot when he's around more and more people yeah like the more people that are around the more sort of he's like doing the tight that sarcasm where you just say the opposite of what you would say and yeah. doesn't really have any kind of grounding in anything funny at all but um He's rep- he's got Republican energy. He's got hardcore. Yeah, Repu- yeah. That's yeah. my was my big. I was like, oh, he's like a he's like hardcore. I don't know if he's a Republican. You don't know all. that, but he might not be. But I, I, would bet a thousand dollars he's a Republican. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, you don't think
1: he's a Bernie bro? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> Maybe I do mean a little a bad a bad way in the same way that I would say if a Democratic person may, may be more indicative of say. Uh,
1: well, he. Uh, Oh, go ahead.
0: I don't know. I didn't have anywhere to go with that. Perfect. Then then I'll take it from here. I'll take the baton.
1: Uh I think that he um he had a moment where they were very casually all hanging out with each other and the girls went off to talk and the guys were talking, and they were clearly fed this question by producers to ask each other on a scale of one to ten, uh, how do you rate your marriage at this point? And he reacted, I didn't think this would happen, but he was so put off by the question that he thinks it's dehumanizing to put a number and to rate a marriage in that way. So he refused to rate the marriage. And then just cuts to Olivia being like, I think a seven. I think we're at a, oh, a good seven. Good. That's a really good impression. <laughs> uh, and then he overheard her, and then he was all bothered and pouty seven, seven
0: is a d is what he said oh is that
1: what he said yeah. i didn't hear that well who cares what the seven means it's if you care so much just about rating in general
0: he had he, yeah he's got that like thing of like i'm gonna take a stand about this thing mm-hmm. that is like just, just right, give, right, give a number who gives a shit like just it's the. well
1: Bennett also started the conversation by being like i don't agree with this i'm just gonna say 10 and we don't need to wrap uh, to have any more discussion after that. And that's
0: how you do it. He
1: said yes, and he also said that he doesn't think that this is a valid thing to do. Yep, like, <laughs> it was can't... great. And then Brett did his version of that, which was way but less. Well, uh, you
0: can't. How could you possibly? It's so debated to, uh, yeah. to rate uh, two people when it's it the relationship. Like,
1: <laughs> it sucked the wind out of all of the like lightheartedness about it, and then he and Olivia got into like a, a fight. I forget exactly what they were talking about, but she had to take a moment because she was like, it's not just this show. Like when we go back, like I'm in this, this is like marriage for me. I'm taking this seriously. And he, I forget exactly why.
0: It was something about what they were going to do when they get back. And he was like, we're going to move in. Oh yeah. He's like, we're just going to move in.
1: Oh, and then he was just giving her like one word answers and he was clearly bothered, but he wasn't communicating with her. And she kept being like, you can, please just tell me. Like she was so perfect at being like, please just tell me exactly what's bothering you so I can know, because otherwise I don't know, and I would just love to help figure this out. Like, she's not yelling. She wasn't getting, she wasn't calling him names or anything, but she was like, you are clearly upset, and I need to know. <laughs> and I'm not going to get mad at you when you tell me, please, this is a safe space, and you're just a pouty little boy.
0: I know a lot of y'all, yeah, I know a lot of y'all don't watch the show, but imagine this dude being like, he. there's a close-up happening when she, when he overheard yeah. her say the number and like the look on his face literally was like just very like devastation right under the surface like yeah trying his best to hold it just
1: keep it together
0: because she said seven because
1: which is great at that point you you're only six yeah. days into a marriage or something
0: yeah uh, and a reality TV show
1: yeah um, and then the last couple miles and Karen two sweethearts but he did open up and tell her that he battles clinical depression and that this is a big thing for him i thought it was really cool of him to tell her off the bat about that something super vulnerable and he's doing it not in a way at least it didn't seem in a way to be like look at me uh, i have this thing and like as a crutch in a way he's just using it to like be closer with her he clearly is into her and yes. he just wants to like tell her up front hey i will have different moods and different moments and she was super sweet about it but you can also see like the beginning of her thinking oh i want like an alpha male kind of guy and he's a little bit more in touch with his feelings than what i'm used to and i don't know how to like support this what do you
0: think about that i looked on twitter and people are kind of lighting her on fire a little bit
1: yeah i feel for her and him it's i mean I think there is something to the fact that you can't deny, like, the type of energy you're attracted to from a person. You can be a hundred percent sympathetic and nurturing to someone, but you also can't, I don't think necessarily, manifest like an artificial feeling for someone because, on a you know, societal level, that's the human compassionate thing to do yeah but for yourself at some point you do have to be honest that like I'm not turned on in certain way you're not turned on by everyone it's right so, like, you
0: can't be yeah. yeah
1: that if she's having a disconnect with it I think there's obviously it's just the beginning and I think the problem with this show a lot of times is that people see their partner as a certain type that they've been paired with and so they yep. box them in yep. So I'm worried for her sake that she's putting walls up and not going to allow herself to potentially grow with this person and see that she really likes him. But that said... they might not be compatible, like might not be a match. Like I could see them being friends really at the end of this and it not being that big of a deal because I can't tell if he's actually falling in love with her or if he's falling in love with this idea of the show and being paired with someone and she's perfectly beautiful and pleasant for him. But I I don't necessarily see... She could be anybody. Exactly. I don't see him falling in love with Karen as Karen because I don't think she's really being herself totally on the show yet.
0: Yeah, this is a... Interesting. Uh, but I'm curious about it. I'm very curious because they, we live in like a society where, oh, God, that's <laughs> yeah. In today's era, it is good. Men, uh, there's more of a focus, I think, being put on them to share their feelings, be mm-hmm. more introspective, work through things, grow. And that's great. Wonderful. However, it doesn't be it doesn't mean that that's going to be found attractive by people inherently and yeah. if she's not super into it because she doesn't want I think there's that, a friendship
1: there i don't know that there's sexual attraction there at least on her side yet i obviously.
0: also wonder if there's something to like so you're uh, a dude and if you you know clearly he's got this he's an introspective person so mm-hmm. his attention is inward a little bit it seems like cuz he's const- constantly kind of talking about his feelings which mm-hmm. means you you're focusing on your feelings I can understand as a female or partner in that relationship, not feeling seen because the person's attention is constantly go on there. Uh. Like, did you know that this about me and this about me? It's like, you're not even
1: asking anything about me. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's all about what you're going through. And I can mm-hmm. totally see being yeah. like, no, this isn't working for me. This is, I want yeah. somebody has got there. Oh, that's also, interesting. He might just be on an arc where he's figuring himself out a little bit at stage of life. And he might not be emotionally or uh, mm-hmm. ready to, to have a kind of he loving also, relationship where he's he, got the energy to focus on somebody. Yeah.
1: He's a lot younger than her, I guess. I don't know their exact age difference, but he's younger. Cause they make jokes about her being a cougar. And he's also said that he's been in, like 10 relationships, 10 serious adult relationships in his life. But he's 26, I think, or something. (laughs) So I did the math. And if you're in a serious relationship, let's say less than a year um, or around the year mark, which to me seems like a serious relationship, that means that he's had a relationship every single year since he was 16 years old. And that, can you imagine being a Facebook friend whose status changes once a year to dating a new person? There'd be a little bit of red flags around that. And I think yeah. you should, that caught her off guard. And she's seems to be a more introspective, like she's quieter about her assessment of people. But you can see her like internalizing yeah. those For kind good of good reason. She's yeah. picking up
0: on it. And also 10 serious relationships to him.
1: Yeah, I know. That's I what would I mean, like to talk to
0: all these ex-girlfriends and be like, was he kind of maybe really too into you and too right. in his feelings? But and that maybe- also
1: begs like, is he so used to this beginning of relationship routine that he's going through his checklist of everything that he does in the beginning of a relationship to be a good boyfriend? Like he's done this you ten times, consciously?
0: Like aware unconsciously, like unconsciously. No, yeah, I think
1: yeah. that he's in his phase. If he's done this ten times. He knows exactly how good it is in the beginning, and like how to do it, so that can seem a little disingenuous.
0: He might be overly influenced currently by his anima, uh, which is going oh to manifest in a hyper emotional state, and so.
1: Well, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> oh uh, crap! There he goes. He commits to the bit. Um. Anyway, that's kind of this episode. It was a little slow, but now I guess the next episode is them going back home. So uh, maybe we'll see the real Henry come out. Who knows? Or we've already seen the real Henry come out.
0: I love that you really were like, we're going to talk about Meredith for first
1: This is my strong suit is <laughs> recapping a reality show and talking way too in-depth and way too analytical about Every small, overly produced moment of it.
0: What if it was this? Whatever. We don't have anything else to do. Anyway,
1: we hope you guys enjoyed this and this new testing out of giving some advice and helping uh, any of you out there that have any situations that you like some stranger friends opinions on. Uh, again, if you feel so inclined, email us at pilotonpodcast at com, And I will be up for the challenge next week of choosing a few that we will talk about.
0: Uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank
1: I know. And I can't be swayed by only photos of dogs, mind you.
0: And I can't either. So don't, that <laughs> happens, it has to happen organically. Don't start coming <laughs> but at me. They a are bunch appreciated. Of, I, they are appreciated every time. And I will look at them and I will enjoy them. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's going to be.
1: Well, on that note. Bye. See ya.